you have the dinner, and then what makes it kind of purposeful and a little bit more instructive is you buy fat boy seconds. And what happens is you pack in your cooler or your refrigerator, bring them out, they're cold, and they're all, they're all pretty much wrapped the same. So if you look at the wrapper, you have no idea what you're going to discover inside. <laughs> I mean, what I mean by that, you get a fat boy, okay? But it might be missing the top, or it might be missing the side, or it may have one side whatsoever, this might be ice cream. So I said to the kids, I said, okay, come on, get your fat boy. But I tell them, don't open them until I tell you to do so. So they're all holding this, and they're paying attention and saying, well, tell me what you see. And I said, okay, now what I want you to do is I want you to slowly open your fat boy and then look around and see what you see. And of course they're open. And they are different, every one of them. And I said, so look at them really closely and now go ahead and take a bite. So they take a bite and then what I do is I try to get to be purposeful at the same Tell me, how are these bad boys Or are they in any way related to people like each other? And what's amazing and what happens is kids will say something like this. Now when I first looked at this, I thought, oh, we're all going to get something that's the same. But when I opened it up, it was different than anyone else's. And I tried it, and it was good. I think it was probably as good as anybody else's. So they begin to make these connections to experiences that are having you and your family to their life. Or they might say something like this if they're maybe a teenager or older. They'll say something like, well, sometimes what you have to do is you have to get beyond the wrapping. You have to get beyond the wrapping to really get to know someone. And often you're surprised that What's inside is so much better than the wrapper. Another example that's somewhat like this is that more than several times we've taken all of our kids on a river trip. We'll be gone two days. What's so amazing about these river trips is they have all kinds of experiences. They have experiences with rabbits. They have experiences with water bodies. Many of them will try a ducking with just a small plastic kayak. And they will have no idea what they're doing when they actually get in. So at the end of the day, when we've had dinner and things have sort of calmed down, then we do, we call these reflections. So we say, so what did the river teach you today? What did it teach you about yourself? And how is the river like the experience you're having right now? And then they make these connections between the rapids kayaks, doing something hard for the first time, or doing something that they feel totally uncomfortable with. So one of the ways to make grandparents purposeful is in conjunction with almost any event that you have, particularly if it's engaging and new, you have to make sense of it. And it's by just asking these open-ended questions. They don't have to respond. They can choose some carefully chosen questions and then they're able to go, oh, yeah. <coughs> and given it happens, as long as adults and most parents are astounded at the wisdom, 
some of these grandchildren have, without much fighting, except for an engagement grant. Now let's see if we got to go on. Okay. So, um, let's keep going here. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's just combined. So, would you just quickly introduce yourselves, tell the people next to you where you're from, and just say hi, please. So, we're kind of by the airport. Right? It's not late? It's on the way to the airport, kind of over on the west side. So on the west side, about 27 on the west, 27 on the east, and about 47 on the south. And the airport's about so something north. So it's about 47 on the east, 47 on the east. So it's on the way to the airport. Yeah. On the way to the airport. So I can hear everybody hopefully. So what I'm going to do is let's play like I just said. Tell your partner what you love about them. And let's see how you respond to that. Start talking. Tell your partner something that you, that you like about them. Oh, we have to be quiet now. Oh, just sound Probably. Five minutes south of Fort Worth. Now that's the signal, stop talking. Okay, here we go. Now, we're going to try this right now. I want you to whisper to the person who's not your spouse or your friend, what was your motivation for coming? Um, 
And we are like a lot of families. We have grandchildren who encounter uh, depression, anxiety, uh, struggle in school. So we're with you. <laughs> and we present some of you can So this is a picture of Linda when she was a little girl. And Linda grew up in a family that was somewhat problematic in the sense that her dad was burdened with alcoholism. And fortunately, as a little girl, she had Grandma Dowie. Grandma Dowie lived in her basement. And she became her support person, a person who listened to her, but you know, in school she had to cookies. And um, she says, some of the pressure and some of the anxiety that she was experiencing. So Grandma Dowley kind of gave rise to this book. We wanted to be Grandma, Grandma Dowley. So here they are together. Uh, she's probably about 11 or 12 then. And uh, this is a more contemporary picture of her. <coughs> One of the things about Linda is she had this remarkable capacity to sense what our kids needed. And um, when you're a young father and you're trying to make a living and put bread on the table and what have you, sometimes you're insensitive to what's happening and what's taking place. And um, so much of the magic that's associated with what you'll see over the next four days is attributed to her. She was the genius behind it. So you need to know that we messed up. One of the things that really did bother me and I'd really be offended by is that if you engage tonight, it's sort of a natural thing to do in any comparisons. You'll see a couple of signs here in a minute. We want this to be for you a, a kind of growth experience where you know, I'm looking for ideas and we're going to give you a ton of them. And we're going to look for things that resonate with us, our personalities, who we are what kinds of problems we're encountering. We're not going to compare ourselves to the egos or anybody else. Now, I said we've done some really stupid things. <laughs> no, I've done some really stupid things. Uh, more so than Linda. So here's my first story. So this is Ben. Ben is now 30. As a young child, there was someone I always knew I could trust, like Grandpa Wynn. Seeing that I could trust him implicitly at the tender age of preschooler, I proceeded to ask him, Grandpa, will you always tell me the truth? That was a setup question. <laughs> he responded, I will always tell you the truth. So here's where I got in trouble very fast. I immediately proceeded to ask the question, Grandpa, is Santa Claus real? I put my grandpa on the brain and the position most grandparents would have lied, which wouldn't have been that up. And in retrospect, maybe that's probably what it, I should have done. Grandpa Wynn did lie, answered the question, and explained to me Santa Claus was true. Oh, I can kind of talk about it how in a disjointed fashion or with some of it. He did not share this information with my mom, just to say she was on fire with his actions for some time. <laughs> <laughs> this can seem very inconsequential, but this set uh, a precedent for me to always be able to confide in my grandpa. And 
Common with social media and living where we do and the time in which we live to just sort of automatically do that. And that's really very unhealthy. Um, and it's something you, you want to stay away from at all costs. So, there's a gal by the name of Carol Fleck from Stanford. And she's coined this idea of a growth perspective. You want to be here and say, oh, I to try some of this, especially this or that. In other words, you're here to grow, not to be, not to compare yourself to anyone else. And this idea of springboards, I promise, and I think I can safely say this, that if you spend, you know, time of this during the week, that you'll go away with a hundred plus ideas on all different kinds of things. Like the ice cream sandwiches and the reflection. So here are some of my goals. I want it to be informable, very informative and enjoyable. I want it to be interactive, because we're going to have you interact with me. So now what I want you to do is we're going to form some teams. And it's not going to be a big deal. It can be a team can be two or three. Because I want at least half the time for half of you to be talking. So anytime we ask a question of the whole group, if you're in that set of two, you will answer one time and the next time the other one will answer. Okay? So we we have you engaged. Okay, so now let's have fun. What is it? Now just looking at this picture, and we don't need to do the arm race on this, but I want you to whisper to the person next to you, what is this grandmother doing and doing hopefully really well? Just whisper. <laughs> So it's all about forming and sustaining the positive relationships, and one of the ways you do that is you take what your grandkids say seriously. And when you're in their presence, particularly when you're in their former environment, in other words, where you're maybe fishing, or you're riding a tram, or you're hiking, or you're Of course, a lot of grandparents have to check in as well. 
are not in place, then of course you're going to be not as effective. One of the things we're going to do during the week is, one of the things I discovered as we put this book together, there's a lot of my dear friends that I think are just, they're wonderful people, they're like you are. Um, you know, they're committed to the gospel. Um, they love their children, they love their grandchildren. But a lot of them are struggling with a spouse of a child who can't stand them or doesn't want to be around them. So we're going to spend a one whole session on that whole notion. What do you do with the spouses of your children who don't like you or don't care about you or don't want to be involved with you? It's, it's, a, it's a pretty big dilemma. So now what I want you to do is consider these F statements. These F statements, excuse me. <laughs> Okay, if your grandchildren don't like or trust you, if your grandchildren don't want to be around you, if your grandchildren don't enjoy talking to you or being with you, you'll not have much success in supporting or encouraging that. It's all dependent on the quality of the relationship. And you're going to see how you can be a difference maker, some things that we know from research about what adults and others do, teachers, coaches, to make a difference. Oops. So again, I know you're going to be tired of this, but I, when I crap messages like this, I think about the angel Moroni, how many times did he come? Quite a few. And was his message about the same? Yes. So today, tonight, one of the things you're getting, hopefully, is, oh, if I don't have a relationship, then I want to work on getting that going. Or if I have really young grandkids, I'm going to do everything I can to create a really rock-solid relationship with them. Okay, so you get to know your grandchildren really well. 
Uh, and one of the things we're going to expose you to that's probably one of the favorites uh, of the things that we do are birthday letters. And I've written two this week. And um, for me, they've become kind of like a patriarchal moment. <coughs> so I will start the letter, you know, Dear Eliza. Dear Eliza right now is in Oregon. And I did something with her that I've never done before. Is I, the last letter I wrote her was kind of like, you know, you need to decide what kind of life you want to enjoy. It was pretty in your face, but nicely in your face. <laughs> uh, you know, I talked about choices, consequences. So this year, and I also, I thought about bringing, I might show some of this tomorrow, is I sent her a picture letter. I found about 150 pictures of her time she was a little girl to the present. And so it's just a letter. It's, I, I, when I called her phone, I said, have you read your letter yet? She said, no, I said, it's 30 pages. She was thinking, what am I going to do? But these pictures were so much fun. I showed her as a lacrosse player. I showed her when she brought dates to our home, we going to learn about cheap and inexpensive dinners. It was really fun. And then the other granddaughter is kind of more typical. And in those letters, I kind of have three things. I kind of talk about the year, like what they've done, what I've seen, and what I've observed. And then I get into kind of the, the forecasting, the counseling part. It's like a patriarch. And then at the end, I try to figure out how are the ways which I could say I love you. And I now have maybe four or five hundred because I've done it since the time they were kind of pre-evil, right? Through pictures, you know, like hearts and so forth. And one of my granddaughters said, Hey, Grandpa, when I get married, would you put all my letters together and put them in a book? And give them to me? They're, they already... <laughs> September experience, that's what I'm saying. So, think about your current relationships with grandchildren and their parents. So it's kind of, a, you know, some some of your kids and their spouses prevent you from having access to them. They don't like you. They don't want to spend time with you. Okay. So here we go. So I want you to just get to pick one. You know, one grandchild that's part of your family right now. So what are Matt's current strengths? What are Matt's most important needs right now? See, with Linda, you'll, you'll discover this later. Sometimes we'd be in bed and she'd say, okay, tonight I just kind of want to go through the matches. And let's talk about this one. And we're just going to kind of talk about what's our, what our impressions are. What do they need? What can we do? So we're kind of brainstorming so that when we're with them, we're planning something like a dinner or an informal or whatever, we have a sense for where they are. Oh, I went back the wrong way. Oh, what are Matt's immediate challenges? I have one grandchild who has gone to school for two years. Breaks my heart. But we're hanging in there. What does Matt truly enjoy doing with you? 
you'll learn about a next generation of the week. Experience I have with my grandson. What are Matt's current passions? What are Matt's aspirations? What is just one thing you could do to bring some joy into Matt's life? It's amazing. Uh, we're going to do a thing on texting, but some days I'll just go, okay, I'm going to text every grandchild. And they are all old enough now. Our youngest is a ninth grade. And just Michael say, hey, I just thought I'd send you this text to tell you I'm thinking about you. And I want you to smile at everybody today. Or at least try to. Or I'm thinking about you. If you get a minute, give me a box. So you're trying to keep in touch with them. Okay, now here's kind of the focus on relationships. So it's kind of what do difference makers do? And you already know they do things like they listen. They know what their kids' needs are. They respond. This is research-based. First, we know that having at least one significant supportive adult life a tremendous difference in your happiness as a child, youth, or young adult. And you could be that of a person. Well, you could be an adjunct to the parents. In many cases, these supporting adults are school volunteers, counselors, tutors, coaches, teachers, and you. Or you. So what makes these individuals so effective? We already know about this, right? They know how to listen and they do it well. They do things like this. You know, why is it sounds like to me that you're experiencing a lot of frustration at work. At times, it's almost unbearable. She actually works for a car dealership. I want to. But anyway, and if she says something like this, oh, you're right. And then they might add a little bit. Maybe refine what it is that I think I know so that I know it better. So you reflect that when you're hearing. Those of you who have had counselor training or any kind of empathic training, you try to sense what the other person is feeling and then reflect it back and then they let you know whether you're on base or not. Now, I love to play the ukulele, but kids cannot get enough reinforcement, praise, and support for doing stuff. Like a lot of you, you know, I don't think my dad, who's great guy, I love the guy. I don't think he ever came to a basketball game or a football game. And now, when I go to a game, it's like the grandparent arama. You all have your chairs, you have your umbrellas, you know. But you're going you're to do some new things, like when you're there and you know somebody else doesn't have a grandparent there, you go, hey, James, when can I get your autograph? And on sometimes they'll say, I have some more names, and sometimes I murder them. Most kids like adults and grandpas who take an interest in them. Okay, next one. So I, I have a daughter who's a senior this year at Jordan High School. And the first, I would say, five to seven recitals that she played the guitar in and was asked to sing, she couldn't get through it. She cried. I mean, every time she never finished the song. 
and now she's a rock star. Oh my goodness, she's so much fun to see. You just kind of hey, imagine it's the same person. We had a chance a year ago to go to the federal building in Salt Lake City and welcome new citizens. I took my ukulele, she took hers, and we sang together, this land is your land, this land is my land. So it's, it's these informal and formal things you do to help sustain them. And sometimes it takes a while before they feel competent. One of my biggest challenges right now with this grandchild who hasn't attended school is I'm trying to hang in there because I know what he loves and I know what he likes and I've spent hours with him in just great activities but right now he's sort of not responsive to me. Like sometimes I'll send him a text and sometimes I'll hear instantly like this say I love you too and other times it's death or silent. You have to be in there for the long haul. Now, this picture over here on the right, I love this picture. This is just like, so here it is. And look at her, you know, she's just talking. I have one granddaughter that I used to pick up every Thursday to come clean our house. Well, that sounds like I'm taking it back. But, do you know what she did the whole time? <laughs> and he was like, I didn't have to say that. Just, I would just be there and it was like, not a recording. It was just like, oh, really? Uh huh. We did that for a year. We'll tell you more about that. Okay, so they're there for important and not so important events. So we have recitals. Now, a lot of you, one of the weaknesses of the work that I've done is most of our kids look pretty close to us. And a lot of you had grandkids who live. Ooh, a long ways away. And at the beginning of one of the sessions, probably the third or fourth, I introduced her to this gal named Greta. And during COVID, she did a preschool thing with her grandchild at a distance. And she actually used her iPad. It's kind of like a telephone. And she'd use it as a camera. And then when she needed to show herself, she'd turn it this way. And she, she did, uh, what's the name of the monkey? Curious George? Is that, is, yeah. Curious George goes to the beach. So I'm there with my camera taking pictures of her for a blog. And she said, so how are you today? And I said, well, I'm OK. He's a little bit reluctant. He said, she said, well, see that sand there? You know, we're at the beach. I want to see how many letters you can find in the sand. So start digging around. When you find one, pull it out and tell me what it is. OK, now, she's, she's, a, she's a really, I mean, Ooh. So then she did another thing. She had uh, on a table in her kitchen, she just stood up and said, okay, look at all these things here. We've got the beach ball, we've got the bucket, we've got the goggles, we've got the fins. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my camera away and I'm going to remove something. And I want you to see if you can figure out what did I take away. So he did really well on that. And then she said, now what I want you to do is bring it back. So for about half an hour, 20 minutes, she was amazing. She took a picture of the beach. She went to her own computer using her phone, and Curious George is now can be on the computer when the pages turn automatically. So she did this session with him. And I'll tell you, they are way connected. 
I'll tell you about another one too that has to do with care and father. Okay, there, there are times of uncertainty and pain if, if that's a possibility for you. So, silently answer each of these questions, please, just to yourself. You know, the fact that you're here <laughs> says a lot. And then, I mean, I, the first year I did this, I went, who comes to a class at 7.52 in the evening? And who comes to the next class that ends at 9.30? It's, it's pretty remarkable. I, I don't know if you can pull off anywhere else. <coughs> so, it's you want to grow. So tonight, tonight you might actually say, I just want to be a better listener than And I'm going to do that with my kids, and I'm going to do it with my spouse. You know, one of the things I love about the self-reliance manuals, and those of you who are involved in that, is they give time to people to ponder. This is a great pondering question. You can say, I'm going to make a decision right now. I'm going to think about something that I really want to do. Okay, whisper it to your what do you want to do? What are you thinking about? You don't have to make it commitment. Just share something that you think will be. Daryl, Daryl, would you mind? 
What did you want to do? Why? Well, it's not my wife. So if we have kids who are living in our area and have college friends, we say, we want to invite you, and anybody wants to come here. And then what we're going to do is we're going to show a provocative speech. Now, like this movie, guess who's coming to dinner? How many kids from college right now have seen this movie? Zero. This Asian guy come who had a master's degree, and we watched this. Many of you 
And the fruit of sin is my weakness. This is what he said. This is such a truth. That was dope. <laughs> that was like dope. And he said, I said, what do you mean? You haven't already seen that before? No. So this is what happens. It endears you to your grandkids who are older. It gives them something really fun to do. And it's purposeful. Now, let me tell you about the second one. The second one was a riot. Um, how many of you heard of Tim? So there's this guy who who wanted to become famous, and but he decided he was going to study for a year of rejection. So we put on his his ten lecture on rejection. He's written a book. And guess what they or we tied it to? It's in February. Valentine's, it was so cool. I mean, they're all getting ready. Oh, we're going to give you rejected. You know, I thought you didn't get your Valentine's. And that was just a great thing. Okay, you're going to call these kids back. Now, if you're lucky, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. This is one of the favorite traditions in our family. It's called Christmas car races. You'll actually get to see last year's event. At least some of it, okay? I just want to plan it because it's something our kids love to do. It's like the uh, basketball tournament where you have that something in double elimination, so you go boom, 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 and then you have two people, okay? And what's so cool about it is most of the adults lose most of the time. The grandkids love to beat adults. But there are a lot of dynamics in this game or in this thing because they have to learn to be a loser, they have to learn to be a gracious winner, and they not get the car they want. It's just it's loaded with stuff, okay? And they're fun. <clears throat> okay, this, I talked about birthday letters. We're going to show you quite a few of these. Uh, I heard these people talking about them because I had found out that for me and for them, and Diane, I, I think I'm going to do this. <laughs> and she's going to set a straight right now. Diane, I want you to give them advice about birthday numbers, okay? Yes. I don't do it. <laughs> my, my advice is, is that don't try to write the way he does. Because that's one of the reasons that Helen has helped me up. <clears throat> birthday letters is his amazing example. And there's a way that you do talk to your children, your grandchildren, that is unlike the way he does, and maybe more the way I do, but the way that you relate to them, the things that you say to them, the things that you discuss, and communicate with them the way you normally do. But he's intimidated me to the point that I would never try to duplicate what he does. Oh. <laughs> yes, and I'm so sorry. She worked as a career coach and she helped people with like uh, cover letters and resumes. So when I found that out, I said, Diana, I want every handout you have. I want all the words, okay? So I can help my grandkids because a third of them are in college. She said, okay, I'll do that. And then uh, this is this is uh, this is self-serving, so I just put it in context. 
so I sent her a cover letter applying to be her husband. <laughs> okay. And I sent her a resume detailing all the reasons she should marry me. <laughs> but she subsequently <laughs> but I wanted just this the second paragraph. So many things have happened in the last 30 days, including the earthquake, the related aftershocks, the pandemic, the closure of schools, the tanking of our economy, and social distancing. distancing. Thankfully, we can have perspective. We can move on with our lives. So in other words, it, we kind of contemporize what we're saying. But my kids would rather, my grandkids would rather have this than most anything else. It's a personal, it's a personalized message to them. And it's one that they can, you know, Elias is 24, so she has probably 14 to 20 letters. And it kind of chronicles what's happening. I've always thought about it, wouldn't it be fun to just put together a book? Because for me to go back, I, I go, tell me like that. And I, I really believe that there's something remarkable about it from a, having the spirit. But what I'm saying is, I couldn't do it very well, or as well. And I, I have a nice prayer before I do these. And um, they, they work with you. Nice magic. Okay, here we go. <laughs> well, you didn't meet him. He's a Okay, family-focused themes are going to spend a whole night talking about themes. These are just some of them. And what we do is we give each of the families the theme so they can put it on you know, their kitchen or wherever. So during the year, that becomes the focus. And when we have a dinner, we might do a little return and report. How are you doing? Okay, now this one's a really unusual one. Um, I had the pleasure of teaching at both the University of Utah and BYU, and so I had an opportunity to travel. And I came up with this really fun idea where, using Avery labels, I take with me all of their names and their addresses. So I, I don't have to you know, transcribe them and write them on the postcard. And I just want to show you a couple here. So those were those. Uh, Guess where it maybe was? Someplace in Asia. And here's the back of the car. This is Maggie. Ask your mom about these girls. Who are they? Where they live? And what did grandpa win? Now, what would happen is when these cards would come, they would come to everybody in the family except their parents. So if Maggie got a card, Jake was going to get a card, Eliza was going to get a card. Let's see if I got one more. They happen to live in Indiana. Oh, some of you know this person. Jake, you should learn about this man and how he learned to read. He was a brave, brave man, and I know you'll be a brave boy and man. See, you can you can spark their curiosity, but you can all also say, "Ooh, this is what I hope you're going to do with your life. That you're going to be a brave guy." I'm going to show you some pretty fun ones there. Okay, so we're back to the springboards. I can't emphasize this enough. If you spend time with this during this week, you're going to get a ton of stuff that, you know, you're going to be able to jump. You're going to be able to think about some things in a different way. Okay, 
for those of you who feel welcome and want to be here, I started getting a date. Uh, thanks for being here.